You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cattle Call Podcast. I am Jim Coppinger, and I'm here with my partner... Rocco Parisi. There you go. See, there's a delay. If you're not going to play along with the game, Rocco, I'm not going to play with you at all. This is uh, just... It's a little early in the morning, and oh. it's hard to remember my name early in the morning. Oh, come on. Your wife shouts it at you all day long. I know you remember <laughs> my name. <laughs> so just get yourself a little bit more coffee. Keep up with me today. Here we go. <laughs> so, again, welcome, everybody, to the Cattle Call. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, a simple concept. It's called fragmentation. Right? And it's the idea of, do you have too much software? Um, so that's kind of an interesting topic for us here at Zentech, considering that we do a lot of work in that arena. But let's actually talk about fragmentation and, and what it is. All right? So fragmentation is where a lot of the programs that you have in-house perform uh, similar or overlapping tasks. Right? And, and the issue that you run into there is that you'll have some users, some teams that are using one system while other people are using a different system, right? And, and this can cause a, a huge problem for you in that, you know, number one, it causes confusion, right? People don't know where to find things, what's the right way, what's the right process, should I do it this way, should I do it in that software, which slows down projects, right? So, you know, slow down leads to loss of money, which none of us like, right? You also have the issue that you can wind up with even the, the simplest processes, Right? Whether it's as simple as saving a file or finding a file, when you have two or three systems that, that kind of overlap or, you know, like I said, some people using one, some people using another, you can wind up with people spending hours of time just trying to find the right file. Something that easy right, can lead to a dramatic impact, right? which, um, you know, it causes project lag, which, of course, leads to profit losses and just all kinds of problems down the road. So one of the things that we talk with our clients about a lot Right, is the idea of fragmentation and kind of simplifying. Um, so as, as I always do, right, before I, we, we do these podcasts, Rocco, I like to go out and I, I like to do a little bit of the Googling, right, get out there and get some numbers in my hand so we can talk about some, some setups here. So, so I found this interesting today. So talking about the, the number of software packages, right, that are in use in our industry. And like I so said, we primarily work in the AEC and, and the manufacturing space. Um, so... In the construction, architecture, and engineering community, right? So construction companies, on average, are using between 12 and 15 pieces of software for every user, okay? Now you say, hey, that's, that's, wow. that's a lot, right? That's, that's kind of crazy. But here's the thing, right? They're the best. You get into architects. Architects are using between 15 and 18 different software systems for every user, Wow, and those are those are typically smaller architectural firms are typically smaller than your construction firms. Right, absolutely correct. You're using fewer people who are you know you got more technology demand, and because you have so many different technologies that they have to deal with, right? They're constantly having to learn and adapt to these. Um, and the the ones who have the worst case here are engineers, 
right? So we're talking about like, you know, electrical engineers, design engineers, structural engineers. And a lot of it has to do because they're such um, heavily, you know, math focused. They have a lot of smaller software systems they really do need for doing calculations and verification. Uh, engineering firms, over 20 software packages per every person they have. That's crazy, right? Who can possibly keep that kind of information and those processes and, and those numbers in their head to know how to use 20 different software packages? I mean, I can, but you know, I'm, an, I, I'm kind of the exception. I'm pretty exceptional like that. Oh, God. I know, I know. I have a big head. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this then, Rocco. So as, as you know, l- listen, we're here at Zentech, right? We're, we're software resellers, partners. Um, why do we care, right? Why are we having this conversation, right? Why, why do we care about fragmentation, you know, for our client base? I mean, isn't it to Zentech's benefit to actually sell our clients more software? Well, we do sell the software, but uh, one of our one of our major goals is to is to help simplify um, the the way that people work. Uh, it's it, it's important. It, it helps to to keep keep a little bit of sanity in people's lives like you say to have to, to understand or learn how to use 20 separate packages that's that's definitely a lot um so well while we do sell software we do sell packages like BricsCAD and, and bluebeam or microsoft partner uh it's it's not about just selling you the software and moving on we really want to uh, want to look at your workflow and help you reduce the the amount of time and money um, that, that you put into using some of these tools. And we do that out of the goodness of our heart, right? We don't do it because we're looking to make money. <laughs> now, the truth of it is, while I agree 100% with Rocco, and we absolutely do that, and we do really focus on working with our clients, uh, it is to our benefit, to be fair and lay it up front, we, we're consultants as well, right? And, and working with you and, and helping you make your job easier and better, that's what keeps you coming back to us. If we can't improve what you're doing, and walk away from any kind of project we do together with you going, wow, that made my life simpler, you're not going to come back. So, you know, from my standpoint, it's it's good business just to help you make your business better. So I think that's an important aspect. Um, and I think that that attitude, right, as, as simple as it sounds, of, of, you know, going in and dealing with your client base and making sure that they're walking away with the, the right answer, not necessarily an answer, I, I think is, is, is a place where the software industry, particularly in the AEC market, um, has really fallen down. I mean, I think at the end of the day, most of us in the AEC community, we've been lied to. You know, um, more software isn't always the right answer, right? Whenever we have problems, what do we do, right? We call our resellers, we call our technology partners, and so many of them are like, oh, you need this new update, you need this new version, you need this great new software that just hit the market. And at the end of the day, they're not always giving you the right answer. They're giving you the right answer for them, right? They're telling you what you want to hear or rather what they want to sell you, right? In order to, you know, have you buy that additional software and, and, and address this one issue. But sometimes more is not the answer. Sometimes less is the correct answer, okay? And you got to understand, you know, I, I know we're, we're all bombarded constantly with all the the latest and greatest and what's coming out and the new version and all the great tools but you you need to keep in the back of your mind it's advertising right who's paying for that uh you know blog who's putting together that video who's paid for that commercial or that you know full page ad in the trade magazine 
It's the software companies, right? And they're telling you to buy more, newer, right? Sometimes simpler, <coughs> more efficient processes, right, are better. That's the features we really need. Sometimes just being able to, you know, simplify what your people are doing now is perfect, right? And, and you know, the idea that kind of arose out of that, because that, that's not a new brilliant idea by me, even though, you know, I do think all my ideas are brilliant. Rocco tends to disagree. Um, every now and then. Every now and then. Uh, but, you know, the, the idea of having, you know, one system in place, right, that handles, you know, multiple tasks for you all in one place, right, and, and, and you know, that's, that's not new. It's, it's called an ERP system, right, Enterprise Resource and Planning. Right? And that's been around now for oh, at least the last 10 years or so. That, that became a really big, big, big thing. Right? Um, so let me ask you then, Rocco. Let's, let's talk about ERPs for a minute. Right? So you know, the, the big ERP systems that would handle all of your work, right? like I said, a few years ago, they were all the rage. The, the whole world was talking about how the you know, industries were going to that. Putting ERP systems was the only way to survive as a company. Right? And they were supposed to handle all of our workload in one package. It, it does everything from, you know, initial accounting all the way through final project deriv- delivery and everything in between, right? They did our timesheets and requests for time off and whatever kind of work we were doing was all handled in those ERPs. So let me ask you, have, you know, have ERPs lived up to that promise, right? You know, um, you know, do we see our clients moving to ERPs? And more importantly, right, if they do move to ERPs, do they stay there once they make that move? What do you think? I don't, um, I, I, I don't, from the discussions I have, I don't hear many folks looking into ERP systems these days. Uh, many are still looking into those individual packages that are going to be able to solve their, their individual needs. Um, a, a lot of times the, the ERP systems can, can bring problems in themselves in terms of allowing departments to, to work together. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't think so, Jim. Okay. And I think you made a great point. I mean, you know, thinking about that, because I kind of see the same thing on the tech side. Um, you know, the, I think the, the thing with an ERP of, of any level, and I'm talking about any particular software package and really any kind of massive enterprise-wide system like that, uh, they're so big and they're trying to do so many things. You you wind up with two problems. Either the, the, the tools that they have are just too broad-based Right? You can't fine-tune those tools enough to, to do what you really need it to do, or at least not without an immense amount of effort. And there is this huge amount of time that has to go into learning each one of the separate process and processes and modules that are embedded into those ERPs. And I think at the end of the day, what, what I've been seeing is that we have a lot more people who are using the smaller everyday packages that we're used to using and finding newer, better ways to adapt those, you know, so we're working with things like, you know, the Microsoft Office 365 platform, right, which is a bunch of small apps, lightweight apps, you know, you got a lot of other systems out there, you know, like Zoom and so on, Think, you know, different, small, easily learnable software systems, right, and it'd be probably, you know, something like Fusion 360 from Autodesk, right, which is a, a great little, uh, you know, manufacturing um, and, and mechanical modeling system online, right? It's, 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 it's a pretty, you know, for someone who's comfortable with that type of work, it's a pretty robust and simple system for them to learn. And that's what most 
of, of the people that I deal with are, are doing. Rather than going for that one big massive system, right? They're really focusing on trying, right, to streamline and use those, those simple systems and combine them into a workflow process that is a lot easier for their end users, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of overhead and a lot of time that goes into working, right, with those massive systems. Um, and of course, you know, now, now, now we move right back to, the, to what we're talking about with, the, with this podcast, right, which is the idea of, okay, so if you're going and you're using all of these small apps and these much smaller systems, well, we're stepping right back into the, to the realm of, of potential fragmentation, right, and repeating work and miscommunication and so on, right? So that, that's the kind of thing that we do have to be careful of. So it's not just about, you know, okay, instead of a big ERP, I'm going to buy, you know, eight or 10 small software packages. You've got to be really careful about those software packages and, and understanding what they can do and, and where they're going to either overlap, intersect, or conflict, right, which is another potential problem with each other, right? Because there's a big, big loss to your company if you fall into that fragmentation trap, okay? So let's think about that for a minute. Let's go back to the numbers uh, that I threw out earlier in terms of how many pieces of software, you know, different different industries are using. Let, let's do some maths. I like to do some maths, okay? So let's take the construction firm. Like I said, you know, construction firms are using, right, 12 to 15 different software programs on a daily basis, okay? All right, so, you know, looking at that from terms of fragmentation, right, if, 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 if we assume that each one of those systems uh, that they're working in requires maybe across the course of a week to, you know, to work with it, open it, close it, find the right things, those overlapping systems, maybe it eats up 30 minutes of their time. Okay, I, I'll be honest with you, I think it's more than that. I think that's a conservative number. Just, you know, think about opening the thing, you know, two or three times a day and finding files. That eats up 30 minutes right there. Right? So I'd say it's probably double that, maybe even more. But if you think about that, right, 30 minutes, that doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're doing that on, on you know, 12 to 15 different software packages, that's 30 minutes per package for every one of your users. That adds up to seven and a half hours of lost production time. Right? It's 20% of their total productivity is being lost every single week just dealing, you know, across these multiple software systems. And that's the, the real danger of fragmentation, right? And, and, you know, really breaking the back, so to speak, of your workers' productivity and forcing them to, to work in all of these different systems and learn all these different systems. And then you wonder, right, why no matter how hard your guys work or how many hours they put in, you can never quite seem to get ahead of the curve. A lot of times it really is fragmentation, right? And we are going to talk more about that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few minutes with the cattle call. All right. Today's cattle call is brought to you courtesy of BricsCAD. BricsCAD, the new up-and-coming industry leader in both the 2D, 3D, and BIM implementation world. One of the things that I really love, Rocco, about working with BricsCAD is that it is, you know, one single software system that lets our users do 2D drafting, 3D modeling, BIM modeling, and even mechanical and sheet metal design, all in a standard native DWG drawing format that's fully compatible with AutoCAD, 
but it's one system, one file. You can do the work of four or five different software packages in one single system with BricsCAD. All right, so Rocco, why don't you tell folks how to reach out to us to learn about BricsCAD? Well, you got a couple options. You got our website, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K consultants.net. You can reach out to us by phone, 866-824-4459. Or you can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Let's get back to the cat. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the cat. With Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. So, all right, today we, you know, we're talking about the idea of uh, fragmentation, right? And, and that, that we can have too much software in our house, right? That we, you know, we can overlap processes and actually slow down our workflow just by having too many software systems in place that your people have to learn how to use, struggle with, learn different file stores, locations, and different procedures, all right? So, if that's the case, Rocco, let me ask you this. So if, if, if too much software is the problem, right, then the answer must be use less software, right? But I think the concern then becomes, you know, how do we, how do our users know, right, what, what software are they going to keep, what software are they going to get rid of, right, which ones are vital, which ones are not vital, where do they overlap, right, where, kind of, you know, where, where do they start that simplification process, well, they just need to contact you, Jim, because you know everything, right? Uh, it's about time you admitted it. I'm just saying. Can you explain <laughs> that to my wife? Because <laughs> apparently she doesn't know that. <laughs> no, but seriously, that that's where we where we come in as as consultants. Uh, we uh, we're we're happy to sit down with you guys and 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 have the conversation, understand your workflow, your your challenges. Um, understand where, where you guys want to be and, and, and help you reduce the, the amount of time and money uh, that that's invested. There's also the training component. Training is, is, is huge. And we do a lot of training here at Zentech. It's, it's one of our, our core focuses. Um, but it's, it's not about training you on 20 different software packages. Again, it's about sitting down with you and understanding uh, what, what your issues are, what your goals are. Um, so we invite you to contact us. You know, we have a number of different packages that are that are in place um, to to help uh, automate and, and and reduce the the amount of time and money that's spent. That's a great point, particularly about this, the, the the training. Um, yeah, I, I'm you know me, I'm a huge proponent of training. Uh, I just don't think you can do enough of it. Right, and and like you said, it's not about just training on everything that you have and trying to get people to know everything about everything. It's about breaking it down and, and teaching your people the most efficient way to get their work done. That, that's a huge point. So, all right. So, you know, jump kind of jumping back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, um, you know, in the, in the AEC world, right, when, when it comes to the software, right, architects uh, and engineers, they're, they're kind of the software leaders. And, and they have the reputation of being more technology advanced. Right? You know, they, they adapt more quickly to new software, they, they implement it more quickly, they buy more of it, um, and, and they're noted for actually having more technology-focused positions right, inside their companies. And, you know, and at the same time, you know, construction firms, um, they have a completely different reputation. <laughs> right? The construction guys are always bringing up the rear. They're, 
they're they're kind of blasted all the time in the news and the media as, as being luddites, right? They they they're always opposed to new technology. They want they don't want to do it. There's and and they I think a lot of times they the presentation there is that construction firms are resistant to new technology because they don't have the staff, they don't have the you know the wherewithal, the handle it, or the people who know that type of work. And 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 I'm wondering if maybe that's not true. You know, um, I'm thinking maybe the, the the construction guys are smarter than the rest of us. And and more and more. Um, and I don't know, Rocco, if you're seeing this when you talk to the to the construction firms that we deal with. But I know on the tech side, I get this all the time. My construction guys are every bit as advanced and technologically savvy as everybody else, but they're very very focused on profitability and, and efficiency. Um, it's just part of what they do. And the construction guys are always telling me, listen, if it can't make my guys faster, I'm not doing it. Just because it's new and shiny, I don't want it. You better show me how this makes my job easier and saves me money, okay? Or I'm not buying. And, and I actually think that makes them smarter than the rest of us. I think that's the correct answer, right? You know, the, 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 the construction industry, I think, has less issue with fragmentation than you know, a the the architects, the engineers, uh, you know, even in the manufacturing space, all of those people have a much greater issue because they they do so freely adapt, and I think a lot of it has to do with they have a lot more back end personnel as opposed to field related personnel. You know, I mean, is that kind of what you're seeing in the construction side as well? Yeah, and they're and they're extremely swamped. I mean, we all we all know how how busy the the construction uh, industry is in, in in particular. And so to to take people out of out of the field, out of production, uh, to to learn new software, it's it's very very disruptive. Yeah. Uh, we we do quite a bit of Bluebeam training here, and 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 just this week, uh, working with a customer to set up uh, a training on on one of our field classes for for Bluebeam and. You know, he says to me, "Well, we want to do it, but we just got to figure out how to make this happen." You know, we we have to pull everybody out of the field uh, in order to do this. We realize the importance, but uh, we just got to got to make it happen. So it, it's it's a big it's a big issue, and uh, I, I I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's particularly true now. And about it, I mean, you know, we we all know. And as a matter of fact, our 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 next podcast is going to be on. Um, you know the 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 shortage of, of workers, both skilled tradespeople and technology people, in the construction industry, um, and that really does have an impact on what we're talking about here in terms of you know being able to make that change to new software, right? When you're 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 facing a shortage of skilled people, right? It means that the people that you 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 do have on staff are working extra hours, long days, weekends. The last thing that they want to do is spend that time learning another software process okay so it's about you know going and breaking down your current workflow procedures into simpler easier to use uh, workflows and processes and, and and smaller bites so to speak of you know what these people need to do to get their job done um, and and I think that you know and, and I don't mean to just it, it always sounds sometimes I think like we're, we're, we're blasting the software companies um, and, and we're certainly not I mean you know listen we, we, we make our living with software we're technology consultants um, and some of the software companies I think are, are kind of getting that concept right and some of the larger uh, and, and I think leading software firms are moving away from that so you look at like Microsoft right you know uh, Microsoft has done a massive massive push on uh, software packages like Microsoft Teams, 
and, and uh, SharePoint Online, which are focused and designed to be really simple to use app level softwares that people can really pick up very, very quickly with, with just a little bit of training and, and support. And it'll handle all of their you know daily communications, workloads, file sharing, um, you know communication things, emails, uh, just about everything, and 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 you know they're integrating all of their apps into these uh, big user interfaces instead of going to a massive ERP where it's a whole overarching Big Brother control system for the whole company. They're using these simple standardized applications that have become very very popular, and they're using Teams and SharePoint as end user interfaces, ways to access and control and work with all of those packages. You know, um, and 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 you know there are other software. You know, like obviously Brickscad, right? Brickscad is a big sponsor of ours here on the on the podcast. Um, but I love the fact that you know their whole primary drive is around eliminating multiple software packages, right? Where some of the other CAD and design systems out there are like, hey, buy these six packages to do your work. Brickscad is like, why are you buying six? We let you do everything in one, right? And that's a great concept. Um, there are other people out there that we work with. We work with, um, you know, the civil site design, right? Which is a really, really powerful roadway and, and civil site grading tool set, right? But it's a plug-in for Civil 3D and AutoCAD, right? And that, that's another great idea, I think, rather than having separate software packages. The idea of plugins, right? Tools that integrate into the software that you already have and know. That helps to reduce your people's training time. Right? They don't have to learn a whole new set of tools, open an entirely different software package in order to do what they want. You can look at that and say, hey, you know, this software package has five or six things that it does incredibly well, but you don't want to lose all the time and effort you've already put into learning you know, uh, AutoCAD or Civil 3D or BricsCAD or whatever your you know, microstation, whatever system you're working in, these plugin tools work so much better because you can keep working with what your guys already know, being productive in the ways they've already developed and give them new tools that they can really just use in conjunction with what they have rather than having to learn a whole new software from the ground up, you know. Um, and like I said, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. Some of the software packages out there, I think, are, are really doing a great job. And you, you, you brought up Bluebeam earlier. And I think Bluebeam does a really amazing job. They've, they've taken one, you know, what started off years ago as just a basic PDF competitor for Adobe. They've really taken that into a whole new thing where, you know, it handles all of your quantity takeoff, estimating, uh, markup, file sharing, collaboration tools. It does a lot of things in, in one really easy to use package. And, you know, finding one or two of those, you know, whether you do, you know, Teams and Bluebeam or Teams and BricsCAD or integrating any of those softwares together, an important aspect of that is developing a workflow, you know. Uh, the biggest mistake I think that a lot of, that, that, that I see on the tech side, and it's one of the things that I spend a lot of time working with our clients on, is, you know, buying a software package because it has these tools and you say, well, that would be great for us. So you install it on people's system and you tell them, okay, figure it out. Well, you're going to lose money. There is just no possible way. Software, particularly modern software, it's, it's too powerful. It's too complex. There are too many interactions and there are too many options available. Right? You can't expect your end users to train themselves, figure out how this new piece of software integrates into their daily workflow process. 
right? Get that all put together, set up standards and, and defaults and options, get everything working the way that you want, and then still ask them to get their work done. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, you, you know, it's like trying to ask somebody to, you know, drive a car and bake a pizza and call their wife all at the same time. You just know that's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. Uh, but that, that does happen a lot. Right? And that's why I say, you know, for, for my mind, the important things are you do need to work with someone, a technology consultant like Zentech. Yes, I'm putting in the plug for our company, but we're not the only ones out there. There are other folks, you know, and, and I'm sure they're all almost as good as us. Not quite because, you know, we have Rocco and they don't. So, you know, <laughs> there, there's only so much they can do without Rocco. Uh, <laughs> so, but, you know, the, the idea of, Number one, working with someone who can look at your current systems, talk to your users, right? That's an important step that a lot of these technology consultants, software companies don't get involved in. And it's something we always do. We sit, we want to talk with your end users first. What do they like? What works well for them? What is slowing them down? What processes just annoy them to no end, right? And eliminating the pain points and maximizing the things that do work and looking at, you know, which software packages do you have in-house today that are doing the same thing that we can get rid of? Because if you think about that, putting aside all the efficiency, if you have 12 software systems and I come in and look at it and say, look, man, these four essentially do the same thing. Drop three of them. Use that one. Well, you just saved however many you know thousands of dollars you're paying each year for each one of those software packages for every user. Right? It can be a, you know, the idea of, you know, people get hesitant when we start talking about consulting and technology consultants and they're like, oh, the money, I, I can't afford it. I can't bring you guys in. I don't have that cash flow. You're going to pay for us immediately just by dumping some of these software packages that you really don't need. Okay. And then it's about training your staff on the software packages that remain or if, you know, and it does happen. Sometimes you want to eliminate three or four packages and add one new one that, you know, gives them a simpler interface, one simple way that'll handle what you specifically do. You want to train people on that. You want to lay out and develop a full workflow. Giving people software just, you know, to say, hey, figure out how to use it and make it work. It has great tools. You'll figure it out. That's a recipe for disaster, okay? One of the biggest things is about developing, understanding, writing down, and making modifications to your workflow. And that's the biggest time and money saver of all. And it's the great answer to fragmentation. Um, even though it's the one thing that people always resist the most, right? The, 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 I know, Rocker, you hear it all the time too, right? You get on the phone with people and they're like, well, that's the way we've always done it, which is the biggest quicksand pit of all in the business world. You don't ever, if you ever find yourself saying, well, that's the way we've always done it, you're wrong. You're completely wrong in what you're doing. If you have to resort to that as your answer, that's a mistake. You're losing time, you're losing money, and you're frustrating your people. So that's right. Yeah, that that's my take on fragmentation um, and what it is, and, and how we can fix it, and how we can address it. Anything else you want to kick in here today, Rocco? No. The only other thought that just popped to mind is is you you have uh, the, a lot of these technology companies are through the through an annual renewal type platform where you have automatic renewals. A lot of times people don't even realize what they have in place. And that's money that's just going right out the door year to year to year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's definitely important to look at that, at what's, what's being spent. 
uh, or, or as an automatic process. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? You're doing those renewals, and a lot of them are in those bundled packages where they give you seven or eight different softwares all together. And, you know, you got one person who's fumbling with one and doing something in, in you know, that package, and somebody else is playing with a different aspect of a different, I mean, those are immense. And I, I do believe they're overkill. You know, and I think those are, uh, it's, a, it's a great point. Those are a great place where fragmentation happens and you can just wind up just because you bought it three years ago and you're just automatically being charged year after year after year. And it just becomes a recurring expense that you don't even look at. Now, I think that's a great point. That That's a huge area where everybody should be looking at what they're doing. So, all right. So I think with that, we have covered fragmentation. We appreciate you guys joining us today. And I hope you guys will come visit us in our next podcast where, like I said, we're going to be talking all about the shortage of, of workers, both technology and trade workers in the construction industry. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. I am Jim Coppinger, and my partner is... Rocco Parisi. And we are the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.